do, do you think that um i mean we typically see and there's been a lot of reports about around it as well um that CISOs usually last around 18 months within an organization maybe not even that long at all um do you think that this is a lot of the time it's down to burnout overworked um and and just basically j- just too much responsibility um that's the perceived reason but do you this is an interesting angle do you think that it's potentially because they you know they might just be mismatched in the wrong type of company culture in the wrong position for that type of CISO yeah I definitely think that's it and I think the thing about a CISO's role is it's it's so challenging because there's so many different draws on the things that they need to be paying attention to so you've got your business drivers things like mergers and acquisition and regulatory requirements are all part of those business drivers. Mm. Um, But then you've got technology drivers as well. You know, the speed at which digital transformation is happening and ML and AI and all these other things that they've got to contend with on that side. And then you've got the threat landscape in general. And the only thing that's predictable about that is the fact that it's completely unpredictable. So I think there's all these different draws on Uh, a CISO's focus and I think the difficulty is I think often when a CISO goes into a role I think they often get seen as you know heading up the department of no and the department of slow so often with all these different business challenges that the business is trying to move through um, you know in order to gain competitive advantage they're getting told actually no we need to take a step back we need to make sure that things are right from a security perspective and we need to make sure that we're doing the right things to ensure that the business is you know taking on as much risk as it's prepared to take on and I think that that challenge of I guess really making sure that um, you know, they're, they're still enabling the business to function at the same time as protecting the business, I think is one where it takes a lot of, I guess, understanding from a CISO's perspective as to where the business is within their cybersecurity posture, making sure that um, they're going into an environment and they're picking an environment that suits their own values. So mm. some, some businesses might be way less mature in terms of their security posture. And I think in those businesses, a CISO is going to face a lot more challenge than they would necessarily going into a business where perhaps the, the environment is a lot more mature and there's not such a kickback from the business as to getting involved in you know, doing the things that they need to do from a cybersecurity perspective. But maybe there, the, the, the values that might be more useful would be you know, things like vision and innovation, things that are going to actually you know, help move that move that business on further from a cybersecurity standpoint rather than bringing it up to speed in the first place. And I think that's a big reason why I think, you know, it's very easy for businesses to turn around in 18 months and go, look, this isn't working. Let's pick another route. Let's go mm. in another direction. Mm-hmm. And do you, so when you're working with these um, up, up and coming i mean i'm I'm assuming when you're working with uh these professionals that are looking into uh getting into the the cso role whether they've got previous experience or not well actually that's that's probably a different question itself but do you find yourself um kind of fitting candidates for uh, or um adjusting uh, or sorry picking candidates for specific roles based upon their experience not not primarily as a CISO, but if they've got good, good, 
good qualities that would fit an organization how would you through your network how would you um how do you kind of assess their their capabilities and then place them in the in the best in the best roles so if they were if they were a, a kind of an up and coming CISO should we say someone that you could see could do really well in that particular role maybe not with, with maybe without with, with very little experience um what what kind of what what kind of um how, how do you put those in that in that position how do you kind of fit them up with the right companies yeah i i mean i think it's about getting them to ask the right questions mm-hmm. so firstly you know being honest with yourself taking a look at yourself and understanding okay from my perspective what sort of an environment is going to suit me and then making sure that they ask those right questions so you know, where does the function sit, for example? Is it a reporting line into a CTO? Is it reporting directly into the board? Is it mid-level IT management, audit, legal, all these different things that give you an indication of um, where that department might sit in terms of maturity. Mm. And then then you can begin to make a judgment on, okay, is this going to be an environment that suits me? I think looking at or asking questions around the level of cross-functional liaison that goes on within the organization. So for example, HR, I think is a massively important department for CISOs to be speaking to because they understand the sorts of personas that they're dealing with throughout Mm -hmm. the organization. They might have a better understanding of what that organization's security persona is. So is it an oblivious persona where um, people don't genuinely have an idea at all about cybersecurity and can really care less about it? Or is it more of a, a gracious persona where people are, people are actually glad that there's a cybersecurity department in there, you know, protecting them, telling them what they need to do? Mm-hmm. And I think it's understanding the environment that you're going into to give yourself the best chance of picking an environment that's going to be right for you. Mm-hmm. because we really do see the range of CISOs. We see those that are phenomenal at communicating, and we see those that are awful. And that's not to say that those that don't perhaps have that, that, that communication skill set right up there aren't going to be good CISOs. It just means that there's you know, different environments for different types of CISO. And I think it's, it's learning that, it's understanding where you're going to be the best fit that I think is important and that only comes really from you know asking questions at yeah. interview and throughout the process yeah I think I think that uh, my opinion is that the communication is is absolutely absolutely key we, we, we've had a number of CISOs on on this show um, and it's really being able to communicate you know justification for let's just say new technologies but really being able to explain to the board um why you know if if they're if they're asking for um specific a specific budget for example for a particular piece of technology being able to have that communication skill to translate that into how that's going to help solve a business challenges and, and, and effectively make them money right yeah um, but then equally as well, they're going to need to get everyone else on board to follow these uh, the security protocols or processes that they're planning on implementing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd, I'd say that 
massively the kind of I, I hate it when people call them this but soft skills are mm-hmm. are becoming more important than ever to be successful uh, in these I, roles I, I think that i think that's the crux of it i think it's such a human role and i think it's mm. it's there it's going into a role and and it's not just the communication skills it's speaking the right language i think a lot of CISOs yeah. can be very technical but where it's uh, it's a very new c-suite position all the other people in the c-suite they, they're coming from a business strategic background they when you start speaking to them in a tech language it completely puts them off mm. and then you're down to the decisions you're making on vendors and and external factors as to are you going to be judged as successful or not in a role mm. um, and and that tends to be why 18 months two years is a time frame that's typical of a project turnaround and they're sort of judged on that whereas if you if they've got the right communication and language skills to actually look at this and not go into the role and think about the the technology vision and goals but the business and strategic vision and goals and the company direction that they're moving and what the company goals are Mm. i think that that should be the focus and when you go into those board meetings you're able then to build more of a partnership because you're showing you understand how the tech piece sits and and how it's driving the overall business vision and Mm. how you're getting to to delivering those business goals and obviously protecting them from those ongoing threats and it's the CISOs that that do that and explain things in a language that the rest of the board understand are the ones that tend to stay longer term in roles yeah i think we we refer to this in in our business as the 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 tapping problem i can't remember which book it's from now but if if you're tapping a song you know you've got a song in your head and you're tapping it it makes perfect sense to you but if the other person doesn't know the song you're thinking about they have got no it just sounds like randomness and doesn't doesn't really add any value to what what you're trying to do 